listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWPSports.org and iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Phenomenal Forum. I'm Matt Weinstein alongside each and every week. To my right, it's Andrew Servideo. To my left, Alex Demiris. What's going on? How are you? Hello, boys. What's going on? The immortal Alex Demiris, might Uh, I add there. So... Lots to talk about today. A lot of key things going around in the WWE, some outside of the WWE. First off, let's get right into it. Uh, It's going around on the internet that the planned Royal Rumble Universal title match was Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. That match has apparently been scrapped because Vince McMahon does not think that Finn Balor is over enough. What do you guys think about this? I think that's completely ridiculous. If he does think that, I really hope he doesn't. Finn has to get a Universal Championship uh, match back, doesn't he? He's Yeah, that's right. He still hasn't got one since he won the title in the first match, SummerSlam 2016, and then got hurt. He has yet to get a legitimate rematch of any kind. Or a legitimate run of any kind, really. But for, for Vince McMahon to say, I don't think Finn Balor is over... That's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of in my entire life. And you got to think, like, one, that's not that's not true whatsoever. Two, if if that idea is even in his head, that's their fault for th- for thinking that because they're the ones that have been booking him like absolute dog poop. Like, it's straight up like, oh, let's have him like win a sick match and then like job decay in the next night. Like, what? Since he's been back, since you know the night after WrestleMania, he's done very little other than that match against AJ Styles back at TLC. Even this past Monday on Raw, Jason Jordan was getting beat down by Kane, so he made the save, then got beat down by Kane himself only for Braun Strowman to make the save. It's like either he's the hero or he should not have been out there at all. Right. And that's that's a funny point you made that his only real you know exciting match was against AJ Styles, and that match was only created like three days before the pay per view yeah, even took even, place. It, it wasn't, wasn't even planned. Yeah, yeah, there was no storyline or anything, and it was still was a great match. So yeah, fantastic match. That's also that's what we need more of. That's yeah. also not very surprising that the only thing he's done noteworthy as of late is have a match with AJ Styles. That's most people. Most yeah, people, that, when they get in the ring with AJ uh-huh. Styles, that's the best thing they've done late. Yeah, he's he's leading the the charge against everybody. You know, AJ Styles is the top guy. And you know, you bring up AJ Styles. A lot of people are saying, you know, Vince doesn't think he's over. He doesn't really like him because he's too small. If that, I don't think that's the case because you look over at SmackDown. AJ Styles, call him what you want, face the runs of place. AJ Styles is the top guy in WWE today. It's something I never thought I'd say in my entire life, but it's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, when you think about it, they are similar, uh, you know, physique-wise. And if if Balor's not over enough now, what more can happen to get him more over? I don't I understand. Don't he comes out, the crowd pops. He's good in the ring. Realistically, whether he's Balor Club leader Finn Balor, Demon King Finn Balor, there is not a more over man on the entire roster, head to toe. That's the thing. He's not only... He's not only over with just himself being Finn Balor, but he's also over with a completely different character. He's over with two characters. Let me ask the question, because the de- the Demon King is awesome. Do you think that hurts him in any way? What do you mean? I mean, I, like, I kind of I see where you're going. I think because maybe a like bit. it's like we're always waiting for the Demon King. Like, all right, if Finn loses, just wait. 
it wasn't the Demon King. The Demon King still hasn't lost yet. We're kind of almost waiting for that other shoe to drop. I don't. I love when the Demon King comes out, but it kind of almost takes away from the original Finn Balor. Am I out of line here by saying? No, by I, saying that? I I agree with you to an extent. I wouldn't say. I mean, it it does take away from Finn Balor a little bit, but he, if given the chance, he'll make up for it in the ring. Oh, absolutely. He's for electric. Sure. I agree with and, that. And, you know, he oozes charisma. This guy, he doesn't have even have to talk. Just he comes out, he raises his hands to his entrance. The entire crowd raises their hands with him. You show shine the lights. There's no way this guy isn't over. Yeah. That's completely out of line. But definitely, I see where you're going because, like, if Kane got in the ring with the Demon King, he's not squashing the Demon King. Exactly. But he'll squash Finn Balor week after week. And that's kind of, like, takes it, takes a little of the juice out of it. Yeah. At least out of Finn. I see. I see what you're saying, but also Finn does win matches like when he's not even the Demon King. Like he does. He he wins TV matches against like Elias Samson, and well, just Elias. Now. Elias. Now um, yeah, Elias. we love <laughs> we love one name yeah. superstars here in WWE. But yeah, he, you do see him win a match every now and then on Raw. So it's not yeah. like it's just the Demon King winning matches. But yeah, like, like he be- he beat Bray Wyatt right. also. Yeah, um, he beat Bray Wyatt by himself. So I don't know. It, and he also beat Bray Wyatt as the Demon King. He went back and forth. Because, well, Bray Wyatt doesn't win matches. Well, that was like not. a... That's, an, you know, that's right. a different topic, And you know what? Here's, here's why. I, th- I think a big reason... As, if this is true that, Finn, it, that Vince doesn't think Finn is over, because maybe he's basing it off of... Realistically, the highest profile feud he's had since coming back was with Bray Wyatt. The feud with Bray Wyatt isn't getting anyone over. Bray Wyatt is where hot superstars go to die. And that's a shame. It really it is, is, because since, you think about it, less than a year ago, Bray Wyatt pinned AJ Styles and John Cena in the same night to become WWE champion. And if I wasn't, if you talked to somebody who wasn't watching at that t- time, and just started watching maybe two, three months ago, and you told them that, it's like, are you, like, are you out of your mind? Yeah, like, it would be hard no to way believe. that happened. And, but that's the problem here with Finn Balor coming out of that stinker of a feud with Bray Wyatt. If that's what Vince McMahon is basing this off of, who has gotten a good feud out of Bray Wyatt? Nobody recently. So it's anyway. I hope I hope it's not true. I hope they change their mind. Finn Balor Brock Lesnar is definitely a match that you can really. It's the same selling point as uh, Brock versus AJ, but then again, it's really you got to think it ends the same way as oh, chalk it up, chalk up another one for Brock. Roman's gonna take him down. Roman beat the guy that beat the Demon King. Because the end goal is for everybody to lose to Lesnar and then for Roman to beat him and and then Michael Cole again it's, it's says... A bro- it's a broken record here yeah. on the Phenomenal Four. All roads lead to Roman. Do we know when... Uh, I'm sorry, off the top of your head when Royal Rumble is? End of uh, January. End of January. End of January. And that's the next Raw pay-per-view. Yeah, so yeah. Clash of Champions is SmackDown. SmackDown. So, and then... So Raw doesn't have a pay-per-view for two months. So what? whoever Lesnar's going to be fighting at Royal Rumble... Eventually, this story that storyline's gonna have to pick up some steam. So if it's not Finn, we're gonna find out sooner or later who it's gonna be. Right. I think they'll wait a little bit because the thing is now on Raw is that they have so many different guys and so many different feuds. Like you yeah. have Samoa Joe in a feud with both Finn Balor and Roman Reigns. Yeah. Now you have Roman Reigns in a feud with Elias and and Samoa Joe. You have a you have Finn Balor in a feud with Kane, Samoa Joe, and whoever else they want to throw in there. Yeah. It's like. Make up their minds. Exactly. But like the That's thing what is, we're waiting for. Right. The thing is, is that there's too much time in between each pay-per-view now because they're going to have to wait another month for Royal Rumble to even pick up. Yeah. So they're going to wait for SmackDown to end their pay-per-view. 
So it's like it would become almost stale by the time Royal Rumble comes well, here's around. The Which is why there have so many like different feuds going on. I mm-hmm. think that's what it is. And that's why I think this week this week's Raw wasn't very special because you got about almost 10 weeks realistically of the same show before they get another pay-per-view. Yeah. So they can't have any of these have any of these feuds blow off cuz there's no there's no show until the end of January. Today's December 1st. Yeah. They got plenty of time. So, you know, we'll move it on to another big storyline on Raw. We had you guys just mentioned Roman Reigns versus Elias Sampson, the first match of Roman's IC title open challenge. First of all, it didn't make much sense, but I was a big fan of Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas with Elias. I loved it. I loved the little harmonica skit. That they did. I liked it too because what are you going to do with these guys if they're not they're, with somebody? They're followers. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they are, and they're, that's what they're good at. And I think they proved themselves with the Miz. The Miz picked them out and said, "These are the guys I want." He, uh, Vince gave them to him. Whoever it was, they gave them to him. And now that the Miz is gone for a little bit to shoot Marine Six to have his baby, you can't. Ju- these guys have been. Whether you know whether they've done a lot, they've done a little. They've been a big part of the show the past couple months, so you can't just take them off and have them. So I like that they're kind of they're with Elias. That's that's great. And the big takeaway here, Elias can work. Oh, He's yeah. good in the ring. He's more than just hello. My name is Elias. I'm mm-hmm. going to sing you a song. He put on a damn good match with Roman Reigns. It was a good match. I have to yeah. I'll I'll give him that. Yeah. Uh... Back in like back last year in December, I went to go see an NXT uh, live event in New York, and I saw Elias fight. I think it was Roderick Strong, maybe, and they put on a really good match for Elias. Like you know, I didn't, I never thought Elias would be that good, but he is really, really good. Like he's good in the ring. But <clears throat> this whole thing with Roman now is that I really have no clue who who Roman's going to lose to for this IC title. It really like. It's going to be really hard for them to get that title off of Roman now that they've put it on him. Unless the Miztourage gets involved and Elias becomes the new Intercontinental one of these few weeks. And here's the thing about Roman Reigns. Is this guy, obviously we don't like him, but is this guy actually, is this guy a babyface? Now that we had the Shield come back, the Shield is pretty much two parts now. It's one part Roman, one part the other two, uh, Rollins and Ambrose. And... Like now he he went back to his old music, his old ring gear, and every week he's beating up on the Miztourage. He's beat, he, you know, he's doing all this stuff. He's carrying the Intercontinental title behind his back. Like this isn't like a hero. This is not a character that people should root for. I think this goes back to Andrew's point a few minutes ago, where he said that there's so many different things going on right now that maybe they're just looking for who's next on the. <laughs> on the Roman food chain of who he just gets to go through next. I mean, I, I really don't know. I'm, I'm honestly confused when I watch an episode of Raw now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think Samoa Joe going after the IC title is smart because Samoa Joe is one of those like top competitors that could go against Roman and actually win against him. But again, if they're going to do that, then why have like Roman be the one to beat Lesnar eventually? Because he's going to have that one loss to Samoa Joe. Well, I think the loss to Samoa Joe wouldn't hurt Roman too much because Samoa Joe's unique where he has the coquina clutch. He can choke out Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns doesn't have to tap out yeah, or that's... get pinned. He can just fade away. Right. That makes sense. And so I think if anybody, I think either that's how you get the title off Roman or he holds on to it for who knows how long and it's an afterthought. 
And Joe did give Brock a good run for his money when he challenged him for the Universal title. That's right. I forgot which pay-per-view it was, but that was a decent, not a great match, but it was a good match from Joe's perspective. Went after him before the bell rang, I remember, beat up on him a little, almost took him down in the end. So it's not really making Roman look that weak, you're right, if if he were to drop the title to Joe. I think it was Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, that was it. But, yeah, I think Roman, I, uh, I think Samoa Joe is the guy who could take the title off of Roman. But, obviously, he's only had it for just about two weeks now. They're not going to take it off him so soon. You still, still got till WrestleMania yeah, for Roman to get to Brock. But, uh, and but not to Brock. Not, like, obviously fans aren't too happy with, oh, well, there's really no universal champion. Like, the championship is gone. He shows up once every couple months, gets a big payday. You got to think the guys in the back are a little upset about it. I would and think not in like it. Not even, yeah, not even, like, in storyline, like, oh, we don't have a title. But, like, like, these actual people are, like, I'm on the road each and every week, and this guy shows up once every two months, gets a huge payday. Doesn't say a for, word. Works for ten minutes and leaves. Like, how does that? How does? How is this good television? Now, it's good storytelling. The other thing is that <laughs> you have two titles now that nobody could beat. Nobody could win it. <laughs> yeah, right? Nobody can win these titles. There's zero people on this roster besides Samoa Joe that could win these titles. If I'm a Raw superstar, I'm finding myself a tag team partner, and I'm going after the tag <laughs> titles because I'm not going to beat Roman Reigns, and I'm not even going to get a shot to look at that Brock Lesnar. Exactly. In the next, so in the next see, two months. Either, either I'm finding myself a tag team partner, or I'm going on a diet, I'm dropping down to 205, and I'm taking on Enzo. <laughs> like, there's nothing for them to do on Raw, and you have those three hours to fill. What are you doing in those three hours? You got two titles that are untouchable. It's yeah. sad. The show's focused around now Roman, Bra- uh, Braun Strowman, and Lesnar when he wants to show up. There's nobody else that's really like in a personal feud or something that means something. Yeah, except that we're going to get uh, Rollins and Ambrose against the bar, I think, again next week yeah. again. So is that the end of it, you think? You think the bar go- beats him? Because if, if you didn't know... Ambrose was on his honeymoon in Hawaii. They must have mentioned that a few times. Michael Cole definitely, definitely yeah. let us know about that. A couple times, yeah. We know, like, obviously people know Renee Young and Dean Ambrose are married. Yeah. But what would have been the problem if, like, the week before Sheamus and Cesaro, you know, took took uh, Dean Ambrose out of action, like they worked his knee or something like that, yes. and he missed a week of Raw. Because and he was And they hurt. said, yeah, you know, oh, Dean Ambrose... With the you know the the knee injury, he's not here this week. And then the week after, you get a huge pop when Dean Ambrose comes mm-hmm. back. It's that simple. Instead of oh Dean Ambrose, you know congratulations on your honeymoon. Like I don't care about it. I don't care about Dean Ambrose the character's honeymoon. Yeah. I mean hey, Dean Ambrose and Renee Young, God bless them. But yeah, like exactly. Come on. I'm with you on that. Really. I didn't need to hear that three times, and I didn't even think about that. Like just just something easy. Just write them on TV for yeah, one show. Exactly. It could have been so simple. And then that that's a lot more heat on Sheamus and Cesaro. That's great for them going forward. Mm-hmm. That's true. Wherever they go. So, you know, before we get to break, let's talk a little bit of uh some broken, woken, whatever we're gonna call it, Matt Hardy. So and and we'll take this out of break too. We got plenty to talk about with this. So Anthem finally dropped their court case. If you didn't know, uh, it was uh, obviously the Broken Matt Hardy character was used in TNA. Anthem was not going to let the WWE use that character. They had the rights to it. 
So, and they were going to take him to court. Finally, they dropped it because they knew they would have lost. Is it now too late for the WWE to finally start using this character? I don't think so. I think uh, Matt Hardy can find a way to make it different, and I think he could find a way to make it entertaining. I think uh, that Anthem dropping this case against them was great. I know it was a little late, but I think Matt Hardy can figure it out a way to make it good and make it something worth watching on Raw besides, you know, Roman Reigns. Can I, can I ask just a, like a kind of newbie question here? Does the broken Matt Hardy only work when he's alone, or was there, is there a spot for Jeff Hardy, so, yeah, too, when so he comes back So, there's a thing to? where uh, Jeff Hardy becomes Brother Nero. Yeah, I remember so, hearing Brother Nero. Right, so they uh, became, like, the tag team, and they searched for their conquest for gold. Is that what it was called? Yeah, that was towards the very end. It yeah. was when they finally got together. First, it was they had a feud, and Jeff injured Matt, so okay. that he became, quote-unquote, broken. So then they had the feud there. It went into they put on this whole show, the final deletion, yeah. which was ridiculous. I remember, the greatest I remember thing you'll ever watch. Yeah, if I, watched, seen I, did, it, I did watch go, that. You, go find it on YouTube. I hope they do something like that in WWE. Right, now. and then and then he beat Jeff, and then Jeff finally came back, and then they were together. So anyway, you know we're gonna get it into much more broken Matt Hardy and much more Raw and SmackDown when we come back. First, we're gonna take a quick break. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum here on WCWPSports.org. Velveteen Dream. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum. Welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein alongside Andrew and Servideo. Alex Demiris each and every week here on WCWPSports.org. So we left off from break talking a little broken Matt Hardy, woken Matt Hardy, whatever he's going to be called. Who knows? We're going to have to wait and see. But for me, I feel like this was a little. This was way too late for the WWE to pull the trigger. The like we mentioned, the final deletion that was almost two years ago already, when this character was at the pinnacle of what it could have been, and when they came, when Matt and Jeff came out at WrestleMania, the whole crowd was going nuts. You heard the the they were the delete chants from the eighty thousand people there was incredible. And you look at this Monday, when Matt Hardy starts doing the delete. And the, they panned to the crowd. There wasn't much. Maybe half the crowd knew what was going on. So, because realistic, like Andrew, uh, Alex, you you asked the question. You're like, how did this, how did this whole thing start? A lot of people don't even know. A lot of people, realistically, most of WWE's fan base only watches WWE. And before the Hardy Boys came back, they had never heard of Broken Matt Hardy. They had heard of Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy's brother, the tag team champion. Like that was it. And now nah, it's just I think it might be a little too late to capitalize on broken Matt Hardy in the WWE. I think they're going to have to figure out a way to incorporate how broken Matt becomes broken. I think just this was just the start on Monday, but um, going forward, they should definitely figure out a way to um, let new fans know what is going on more clearly. Because again, the the end of uh, that match with Bray Wyatt. You saw Matt Hardy sit in the corner of the ring. It was kind of like an awkward spot to sit in, first off. Second, the crowd can't really see Matt what Matt Hardy was doing because he was facing a weird direction. If he was in the middle of the ring sitting down or laying down or whatever and doing the delete chant, I think more people would have noticed well, what was going on. They probably had the camera on him. They probably had put it on the yeah, Tron. But I don't know I, if they put it on the Tron. I, I agree with you, though. 
if they made more big of a deal out of it and and showcased that Matt Hardy was actually doing something, then the crowd would have, I think, more of the crowd would have realized like what was going on. But again, it was cool to see, and I made a cool edit on our YouTube channel. It yeah. was very nice. It was Did like a see that? Long. Go check it out. Phenomenal forum on YouTube. It is our most watched video on our channel, which is pretty cool. Take that as you as you want it. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing about the broken character, though, I don't think Matt Hardy has won a match since Jeff went down. So maybe they can kind of keep going with that. He just hasn't, literally, I don't think he's won one match in a couple months now. Yeah. And he has had some matches. I mean, he came out, he fought Strowman like a month ago. We've had this thing with Bray Wyatt. He, he fought Elias, I think, uh, one or two At times. Thunders, and this five series pre-show, he fought Elias as well. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there is some room, hopefully, for this character to grow. Because as someone that really is not, a little sort of unfamiliar with the Broken Matt Hardy character... I would like to see it going. I want to see what it could be because I know how popular it was. And you, you bring up a very good point. Matt Hardy hasn't won a match in a long time. So why, if Matt Hardy breaks, if he's broken Matt Hardy in the next couple of weeks, is he all of a sudden a top-of-the-card guy on Raw? Absolutely not. Realistically, if this if he was on SmackDown, it's a little different. But... To have broken Matt Hardy, if they flesh this whole thing out, even if it works, to have him on Raw, he's not going to be wrestling Brock Lesnar. He's not going to be beating Roman Reigns or Rollins and Ambrose, whoever the top, Strowman, whoever the top guys on Raw are. This is, maybe he'll win one or two matches against Bray Wyatt. Or Apollo Crews and, and yeah, the Titus Worldwide. And, and that'll be the end of that. Yeah. And then broken Matt Hardy is going to be relegated to you know, a two-minute backstage segment every other week. See, but the thing is, they have two months to build this, so this could take a little bit of time. He also did tweet, I think it was yesterday, that he was looking for people to join him, which I think is a cool idea. So if if there are people backstage that aren't doing anything right now on Raw, he could recruit them into the Broken Universe and have them become, you know, broken or woken or whatever it is. I think that'd be pretty cool. Maybe that's what Raw needs. There's another faction another or faction. something, like, really something that can get a few more people involved. Right, and I think what makes... uh so. The thing with factions is that in New Japan, like that's like one of the biggest things going on right now is like all of New Japan's in a faction. No matter what you're doing, you're in a faction, which is really cool. But the thing is with WWE, like not everybody wants to be in a faction, not everybody wants to do this. So having Matt Hardy be that, you know, leader and and show the way to all those people like that want to do something on Raw instead of just like jobbing every week or doing something stupid every week. It makes sense, and it, it's a cool way to bring in new talent that needs to do something. And you talk about stables. I think, you know, perfect time to bring in stables. You just had, they just took a huge step with War Games. With You have three huge stables there. And a uh, little bit of a spoiler, spoiler alert, NXT taping results came out. The Sanity lost the tag titles. Sanity fits into a broken universe quite well. So who's to say maybe Matt Hardy works a little bit with them, they call them up. Obviously a stretch, but that's where that's where you got to go. If he's looking for an army for the great war and for in this broken universe, it's a good start. It is, and maybe we could see S.H.I.E.L.D. versus with the broken universe or whatever that team is going to be called eventually. Well... Is there even a shield anymore? The thing is, Rollins did say uh, at the end or the beginning of his, I think it was the end of his match that yeah. he had, uh, he was like, oh, yeah, the shield's not over. Like, we're still going to keep going. You're still, we're, we're three guys that love each other, so we're going to keep doing what we do best. Yeah, but I don't believe him. <laughs> do you guys? 
Yeah, because it does lead into you know the Seth versus Dean thing, but uh, I don't know how long that's gonna take. Well, I I buy that they're still together, the two of them. But Roman is he dropped the music, he dropped the the gear, he comes out alone, he doesn't care. Well, that's the reason why I think he did drop the the music and the gear. You, it, uh, would Roman come by himself down with the Intercontinental through the through the audience? Well, no, he's allowed to come through the yeah. thing, but like all sense of the shield in Roman Reigns is gone. That's yeah, true. So, and so why did, and you saw like people started booing him again already. Like when he was with the shield they were like, "Oh, wait a minute, we like Roman again." And it's then, like they're obligated to cheer for him. And then the him. first week he's on his own, it's like nothing changed. It's like the past 3 months of storytelling was out of the window. He also wasn't here for most of that. Yeah, it's true. But still, like but when he was with before he got sick after he came back from being sick, if he was in the ring with Rollins and Ambrose, he got very little to, little to no booze at all. They, he, they were cheering him because they were cheering the Shield. Yeah. Now that Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns, the Intercontinental Champion, nobody cares. It's the same, it, He's the big dog again. He's Roman Reigns. We don't like him. That's yeah. what the crowd is getting at. Don't you think that it was premature then bringing the Shield back to get this huge pop just to have... Roman win the Intercontinental and then Dean turn to just fight Rollins at WrestleMania if that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I think uh, I think that was their plan from the beginning, and I knew I knew this was coming. I knew that people weren't going to like what was going to go on after the Shield had fizzled out, and I mean it was expected. But like they did drop the ball with the Shield yeah. when it first came out. But like Roman getting sick didn't really help that either. The reunion should have been something epic. And it just wasn't for me for that one match against New Day at Survivor Series. I agree with you. I think they dropped the ball on it. I, I agree. And for for Rollins to say, "We're not done. We're not done." Well, you kind of are. <laughs> Even if they do bring you back at this point, people remember who this Roman Reigns is, especially now that he's got a, a, a title on him. Like it's not. This isn't going to work anymore. Yeah. This year, until. You throw a wrench into it where you say, oh, maybe Dean turns on Seth or both of them turn on Roman, whatever it is. The Shield, as it stands, in my opinion, is over. That's why I don't think there's a shot that Rollins and Ambrose beat Sheamus and Cesaro on Raw next week. That's I, yeah. I agree with you. I think that's the end of the story, and Sheamus and Cesaro get a new pair of... Mm-hmm. Uh, Opponents, hopefully, and I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, hopefully, like Gallows and Anderson or something, because they haven't been on TV in months. So maybe they get something to do. The only spot they get is the WWE shop. Yeah, coming back from the commercial. <laughs> that was actually really funny. It exactly, was funny. Where it they're was wildly entertaining. And, yeah. So put them on TV. Let them yeah. be those guys. Maybe they join Matt Hardy. Wouldn't I, that be cool? Whatever. Now you're just getting me going. Yeah, whatever it is. Wouldn't that be entertaining? I. Whatever it is, I'm up for it. As long as they're on TV and they're not, they don't have pumpkins on their heads. Yes, that's all I got to say. Well, once we get to Halloween next year, it'll be three years in a row that they lost the trick or street fight. So anyway, <laughs> so um, one last thing about Raw and a little uh, little segue to uh, SmackDown. These two new women's groups, this women invasion. You have Absolution on Raw of Paige, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose. And the Riot Squad on SmackDown, Ruby Riot now spells her last name with two T's. Good that's ca- good, that's a change. Good catch. Sure. <laughs> so that's Ruby Riot, uh, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan. We've seen this before. 
this isn't new. This is, first of all, both of these groups are being the shield. They surround the ring. They beat down whoever's there. But also, two years ago, when you had the original Divas Revolution, Women's Revolution, when you had Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha come up from NXT, you talk about factions, you had three three woman teams. Yeah. And they did that for six months. Mm, yeah. This is not like why am I why am I supposed to care about this? This is I've seen this already with different faces. And yeah. Paige was involved with that too. And not only have not only have we seen this already, this is happening on both shows with two different teams. Couldn't have said it better. What myself. are we doing? It's the same, it's the same story thing. Monday to Tuesday. <laughs> and, I can't I don't even want to watch it. I wanna I wanna skip it. I wanna go take my, my, my potty break and get some snacks yeah. and come back. And every woman on each team has a different dynamic and you can match them up perfectly with somebody on the other team. You have Paige and Ruby Riot match up. You have Liv Morgan and Mandy Rose. They match up. And Sonya Deville and Sarah, Log- Sarah Logan. It's two of the same team with different people. And also Liv Morgan and Carmella are literally essentially the same character. Yeah. These two teams, well, that's totally true, but these two teams, it's Fruit Loops and Fruity Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same. And, and where's it going? Where's it going to go? No... Just sing, some singles matches until we get a big six women's tag team match? I, I just don't understand. I have no idea. Because we're, we've passed Survivor Series, which is <laughs> yeah. the only time Raw and SmackDown superstars can go head-to-head. So these, <laughs> these two factions are not going to wrestle each other. So who are they going to wrestle? And I don't like also that they're only coming out to Paige's theme and Ruby Riot's theme. Mm-hmm. I think they should each be coming out to their own individual themes. But then again, that also takes up too much time that I'm already not interested in. Yeah. Here's yeah. right. And another reason that I, for one, don't really think these two groups are working is other than them being on screen together, like what do they have in common? Why are they together? They don't have the same ring gear, they don't have one singular song. Like, why did these like why did Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose team up with Paige? Why did Ruby Riot, uh, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan? Why did they all come up from NXT at the same time? Why did they form a group? Also, we, what was that thing on Raw with Asuka just standing there and like smiling? I didn't get that at all. Well, Asuka's weird. That that works perfectly fine because Asuka's like realistically. You could think, oh, that's Oscar being like, all right, I'll, I'll take care of you guys later. Like, you yes, think so? Maybe. But while we're on Oscar, did you see who she beat on Monday? <laughs> Dana Brooke, who seems. And did you see what happened to Dana Brooke Storyline, Alex, give me it. So Dana Brooke watched her tape on Oscar, said that she knew exactly what was going to happen. Oscar's moves in the ring, gets in the Oscar lock in one second while being in Not that even. match. It was yeah, less literally that. less. And then what happens at the end of Raw? Titus Worldwide and Apollo Crews come up to her. Hey, you know what? Maybe there's some room here on Titus Worldwide. Finally, Dana Brooke getting a little bit of love. Hey. And I, <laughs> for your sake, <laughs> I hope that Dana Brooke in Titus Worldwide works out a little I bit really better hope, than Tazala. See, I like Titus Worldwide. I think that should be more of a prominent, like, I think it should play more of a prominent role. The idea of Titus Worldwide is a great idea. Exactly. But they haven't done anything. And you see, that's another group where you can at least get some people some love that don't actually have much else going on. Yeah. You have, yeah. Titus O'Neil. first of all, Titus O'Neil in a suit and never wrestling is, great. is the best thing that's Fantastic. ever happened to him. Don't wrestle. He doesn't have to wrestle and let him be 
the voice the, the manager, for Apollo Crews. Apollo and, and Dana Brooke. The pro, well, Dana Brooke, yeah, whatever. But I know, but just for Alex's sake. Exactly. For Alex's sake. Because you know why? Because then Titus Worldwide can be on TV during the women's segments. Yes. They can back Dana Brooke. And it's with Titus Worldwide, whoever's in this group, let Titus O'Neil be in three, four segments a night. Let him be on commentary. Let him be on commentary during Apollo Cruz's match. Let him show up during the women's segment. Whatever it is, whoever joins Titus Worldwide, and you had Tazawa with him before, so he was with the Cruiserweights now. Right. They kind of went their separate ways, but Titus Worldwide is a good idea. Is m- yeah. And it doesn't take much for it to get going. Right. It really doesn't. Just like you said, Titus on commentary. I liked it when Tazawa was in it because then now, if it were to be that way, you have Apollo Crews, you have a cruiserweight, and you have a, someone from the women's division. I think it really worked out well. They just got to go with it and move with it. And I think Titus O'Neil is a very entertaining person. Yes. And everything he does is hilarious. Mm. So having him be that spokesperson for two two people now? Is great. That needed two that people needed. that needed that needed because they can't they can't be on the mic. No, it's you don't want to put them on the mic, yeah, especially not. Apollo Cruz. Yeah. But you know they're decent in the ring. I give I'll, I'll give Dana Brooke a little credit. Yeah, all right, She's a little, decent. Getting a little better. That's you it. Get a little better. You need the time and you that, need I'll, something. I'll, I'm with you. you. Need need more Titus worldwide. Right. And there, there's your faction. Yeah, there's factions, other ones. Factions, Here factions. Here we go. Here we go. We, we love we love our factions. Bring them in. And can't believe we didn't talk about this. Another. Uh, Rumor around the uh, the Twitter sphere. I know Andrew. I know you heard it, Alex. I'm not sure if you had. Did you hear who is in talks for a comeback with a full time schedule? Batista, the animal. Oh, really? Yes. And there, there's you throw evolution in there. There's more oh factions. Oh my god! Factions <laughs> on factions on factions. We love factions here. I didn't even think of that. Where did this come from? Oh, so uh, Batista was talking uh, on, like, somebody's podcast or somebody uh, interviewing him, and he was like, yeah, I want to come back full-time. I want to do this. I want to do that. He wants to wrestle Triple H, too, but, like, again, who cares about that? But if Batista were to come back full-time, I'm in. Yeah, I would like that, too. That'd be sick. And his last run, everyone, like, if if you ask the generic fan, they'll tell you, he was terrible, Batista, Blue Tista, he wore his Jordans, he was terrible, all, all of these things. At the end of the day... He made Daniel Bryan and all three members of the Shield look like absolute superstars. Yeah. If Batista comes back and does that, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it too. I'd be happy to see him come back. Why not? Yeah. Put him on. Put him on SmackDown. I want to see him versus AJ Styles. I think that'd be cool. That would be cool. Him but versus I... Bobby Roode. Him versus Baron Corbin. Nakamura. I think Baron Cor- Nakamura. I think Baron Corbin would uh, get a good push from. He'd get. He'd get, he'd a, get a huge good... rub. From, yeah. uh, from Batista. From Batista. That'd be great. Sure. And, you know, I didn't even ex- think of him going to SmackDown. That was his show for the most that part. That was his show. For the time he, he was, was part there, of the, it was uh, him, it was Undertaker, it was Edge. They, yeah. were, they were the SmackDown Rey Mysterio, guys. Mysterio, yep. Yeah, and I think that's that's a good idea. See, but I don't know if if he comes back, I don't know if he's going to want to work Tuesday. Don't you think He's coming back to be in the big show on Monday Night Raw. But he can make his show SmackDown. I, I totally agree. Good. I think SmackDown is... That would be great to hear Batista in the ring with all those names you just mentioned. Doesn't Raw need Batista? I exactly. Yeah, they do, and it's funny all the star power that Raw has to say they need yeah. another guy, but they do. And exactly, and SmackDown may not have all the star power, but they have guys in the ring that you actually want to see go against each other. And I think that Batista would maybe for now just to be better off on Raw. So we'll get into those SmackDown guys, you know that 
we actually care about. Yes. It's, that's, which really, realistically, it's everybody. It's everybody on SmackDown because the storylines are so much more fleshed out. We have a reason to like or dislike these people other than Raw. We're going to get into that and much more right after the break. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum here on WCWPSports.org. You you know You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWPSports. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum. I'm Matt Weinstein. To my right, it's Andrew Servideo. To my left, Alex Demiris, each and every week here on WCWPSports.org. So now, you know, let's get into SmackDown. Big story here, Shane versus Owens and Zayn. I, you know, I've said it before. I think Shane versus Kevin Owens was his feud of the year. And in the, you throw Sami Zayn in there. Now you throw Daniel Bryan in there. I think this is just this just gets better and better every week. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I don't know where they're going with it though. I don't know what the what's gonna happen. If Daniel Bryan is scheduled to return back to ring, that would be a cool way to incorporate him into fighting somebody. I think Shane McMahon would be a great opponent for Daniel Bryan. But as far as like uh, Zayn and Owens, I don't know what they're gonna do with them now because, I mean, are they gonna build towards them eventually fighting each other? But I think they'd save that to WrestleMania. I, I was going to say, I think that's your WrestleMania match. Right. Zane, Kevin Owens. But, like, what are they going to be doing for now? Are they going to go up against the Usos and fight them for the tag team championships? I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's a real good point. I think, <clears throat> first, before we even get into this whole, all this chicanery here, I think Zane and Owens do have a tag title run in them before, I mean, obviously nothing's planned, but before, at least that's what we think, they split and wrestle at Mania. Yeah. The two of them deserve that WrestleMania moment. They've been working together. They've been working against each other past 15 years all over the world. These two guys, when they're in the ring, regardless of they're, if they're on the same team or not, they're the most exciting thing on the show. Yeah. So I, these two guys deserve the WrestleMania one-on-one match for sure. But now you got you know Shane. It was last week. He was going to fire them. Daniel Bryan kept him from firing him. Who is... The baby face and who is the heel between Shane and Daniel Bryan? That's a good question. I honestly have no idea. I, have I feel no like it, it can like, really go either way. It's supposed yeah. to be Shane McMahon is supposed to be the baby face, but the only baby face thing he's done in the past few months is that Owens beat up his father, so he wanted, you know, he wanted revenge. Other than that, like he went and put Raw under siege. He attacked Raw for no reason. And he's he was gonna fire Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, just because he doesn't like them. Like that's not a, he's being his father, who Vince McMahon, a, a heel his whole yeah. career. Like this is this is not Shane McMahon the babyface. No, and people and Daniel Bryan kind of has to slide into that little. Obviously, Daniel Bryan's not a heel, but like that more heelish role compared to Shane. But Daniel Bryan, what has he done? As he he kept two guys from getting fired. Yeah, heels don't do that. That's funny because I'm getting the heel vibe more from Shane. For sure. But what else that we're forgetting to mention is so like, what? So Shane wanted to fire Owens and Zayn. Daniel Bryan says no. What do you do? Put him in a lumberjack match. They Shane and uh, Zayn and Owens win the lumberjack match. Last week, uh, Owens beats. Randy Orton. 
So as much as they're stacking the deck against these guys, they keep winning right. these matches. You know who defies the odds? Baby faces. <laughs> you know what? Hey, Owens and, yeah, Owens and Zayn are the biggest baby faces in the company. They're just, they're just best friends. That's all they are. Yeah, <laughs> I think Sammy's trying a little too hard now. Eh. I, I think it's just it's becoming just a little too much for me. I I agree, and it pains me to say it because Sammy Zayn, day in and day out, is my favorite WWE superstar. Really, with, without a doubt, over Kofi Kingston. One A one A one B one A. Anyway, but Sammy Zayn, I I agree with you. At first, like him, he was totally healing it up. He was hamming it up. It was great. But now it's like it's a little over the top, yeah. which is good. But sometimes you got to reel it back. And the chair shots to Randy Orton on Tuesday were the weakest chair shots I've ever seen Super in my weak. entire life. Like, I, I Sami Zayn, I guess he's been such a good guy. Like he doesn't know how to use a chair. He's never done that. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> now I, I'm intrigued because I didn't even think really, and I should have, of the possibility of Sami Zayn Kevin Owens tag team match against the Usos. That would be awesome. Are we locked in for a Clash of Champions, Usos versus Gable and Benjamin, or not yet? I don't remember hearing that set in stone yet. They haven't really had a legitimate tag team match that ended, like, flat out, here's your winner, done, move on. Because the one match they had, they got, uh, Jay got hurt. Yeah. So they didn't finish. And then this past week, they just got beat by the New Day. Right. So, I don't know. So I'm not really sure where that's going, if they're going to get the title shot, but super intrigued at the idea, Owens and Zayn against the Usos. I think that'd be really I cool. like that a lot. Yeah. And I think I think that's the way to go, and I think that's how you make your way to Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. If you give them... Realistically, this story is very similar to the Seth Rollins-Dean Ambrose story. Where they, you know, they somebody turned on them. Like Rollins turned on Ambrose back when they with the Shield. Owens turned on Zayn his first night in the company. They fought. They had their blood feud. They finally got back together. They're best friends. Obviously, on Raw they won the tag titles. We're saying SmackDown they might win the tag. Mm-hmm. T- it's the same story, and it leads to same, a match at Mania. It's also the same story as Owens Jericho and Owens. Um, Owens, what am I thinking of? I don't know. There's another one. To yeah, work. I have no idea. Owens Jericho definitely is similar Owens, to that. Yeah. yeah, Owens what, Jericho. I don't know what I just. Oh, and and and, and uh, why am I, why am I blanking out? Uh, whatever. I don't know what you know. What I'm talking about Owens Jericho. I yeah. have no idea what you're trying to say, but yeah, definitely Owens Jericho. This is, but like, yeah, you're gonna have the two. If if the plan is to have Ambrose Rollins at WrestleMania and Zayn Owens at WrestleMania, you have two very similar matches, and you got there in two very similar ways. Is everything being recycled now? I mean, these these feuds, the women, the thing going on with the women's people coming up. I feel like we're having almost the same conversation, just subbing in different parts. Yeah, I think uh, I think the writers are like kind of stuck, and they're like, you know what, this is working. Let's let's do it again. So I don't know, but that's why people then they see this. They see I just watched this on Monday night. Why am I going to watch it again on Tuesday? with people I may not care as much about. Or or if you care more about Zayn and Owens than Rollins and Ambrose, you say, why am I going to watch this Monday? We're going to see the same story Tuesday with two mm-hmm. people I'd like more. It's the same thing. Yeah. And now the big thing, the big wrench in this story is Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. So Andrew, you mentioned it. 
is he going to get back in the ring? Who knows? There's been huge, uh, there's been huge rumors that he's going to get back in the ring, and if he does, is it with WWE? Is it outside of WWE? Because he's been very outspoken as to saying, when my contract is up and I say, can I wrestle here? If they say no, I will wrestle somewhere else. Which brings me to Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. They're planning like a huge 10,000 fan indie super show. And Cody Rhodes said he wants to main event against none other than Daniel Bryan. I'm very excited for this speculation. If, like, if that comes around the time when Daniel Bryan's contract is up and they sit, tell him no, is that something Daniel Bryan does? Is that something Daniel Bryan considers? Can I get a quick medical update on Daniel Bryan? Is he cleared, but WWE won't clear him, or uh, does he was, doing this against their like? No, what, what his do doctors have cleared him. Okay. Several doctors. Several I think his doctors as well as the WWE doctors. No, no, no. The WWE doctors. The WWE is the did one not that, No, cuz I know that, that Okay, cuz I know that like the higher ups in the WWE obviously don't want him to wrestle. Yeah. I know he's been cleared by several doctors. So it was never the WWE doctors. No. They're the ones holding him back and telling him okay. no. But he is, in their ear telling he's, him no, apparently. Allegedly. Several doctors outside of the WWE has said that not only is Daniel Bryan healthy, he is healthier than a common man who has ever had a concussion. <laughs> then what are we talking about here? Listen, I don't know what's going on. and See, the whole thing is with that other lawsuit that's going on with concussions and all that, and Vince is scared. Mm-hmm. I think he's very scared of what, what is to come. I think he is scared of losing money, and that's his biggest fear. Is losing I money. tell you, his, you know, his biggest fear is losing money. I think his biggest fear should be losing Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. Because we've mentioned it, Daniel Bryan wrestling... But Daniel Bryan's first match, if Daniel Bryan ever wrestles again, which I think there's a very good chance of, his first match back, no matter where it is, is going to be the most popular thing in wrestling in the past however many years. Yeah. All eyes will be on Daniel Bryan's return. doesn't matter who it's against. And if it's against Cody Rhodes at this show, Vince McMahon should be scared. He He should be more scared of that than... This whole concussion. And we've talked about this before several times, is that Daniel Bryan is one of the biggest draws, not only of all time, but right now. And he's not even wrestling. So if he were to come back, not on WWE, you better expect like those 10,000 seats to be filled. Because Daniel Bryan is that big of a draw. And I can only think of one other man, and that would be CM Punk, that could reach that level without wrestling right now. So for him to come back and do something outside of WWE is scary towards Vince McMahon, which is why he should be rethinking uh, Daniel Bryan wrestling again in WWE. Yeah, he could just put an axe to all this and clear Daniel Bryan to wrestle, and then that would be the end of it, and, that and would he'd be just that. be in WWE. Because you got to think Daniel Bryan's first option, if he had the choice to wrestle for WWE or outside of WWE, he would want to wrestle for WWE, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Give him that stage that he's grown on. Like, as much as, as big as he was outside of WWE as Bryan Danielson... He doesn't reach this level of popularity outside of the WWE. You could consider him still to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest wrestler of all time, but there's no yes chance, there's no yes movement, there's no WrestleMania 30 moment without the WWE and Daniel Bryan. And it's funny because Andrew said he's the biggest draw right now. When his music hits, it's not even close that he gets the biggest pop, Raw or SmackDown. 
and it's by a land, it's a landslide. The fans love him. Every time his music hits, the yes chants go crazy. People are so excited just to just to see him stand in the middle of the ring with a microphone and talk for ten minutes. You know, imagine if they get the chance to see him suited up. And- which is why they have to, and we're talking like Vince doesn't know this. Yeah, Vin, Ob- Vince obviously. is not. He knows. Right, like Vince is no idiot. But like, he, what, is, what is the? He's got to realize, or Triple H, or somebody, somebody knows, somebody realizes. Exactly. Like, we're not all saying this, and everyone's like, "Wait, we've never heard this." Before. Yeah, the phenomenal <laughs> forum. Oh my goodness! But they definitely realize this. But the problem again is, do they want to risk Daniel Bryan getting hurt again in a WWE ring? The thing is, but is that Daniel Bryan knows that like if Kurt Angle can do it, then I could probably do it. Exactly. So, Kurt, it, Kurt Angle's had a worse time with injuries, I think, than Daniel Bryan has. But maybe what hurts Daniel Bryan is that Kurt Angle came back and kind of got hurt again after those after his two matches. I think he no 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 I think he um. Didn't he, like, pull his knee or something like that, like, a week before the match was supposed to happen? I think that's what it was. Right, obviously, I'm not, like, it wasn't his neck. Like, for Daniel Bryan, it may not be his head, but, like, any sort of injury, like, for Angle to get hurt coming back, that doesn't look good for Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but you, the same could be said about anybody, though, like, if anybody were to get injured. So, I don't know. I, I think Daniel Bryan has the opportunity to return, but, like, it'll be under one person's, uh, one person saying yes or no. And I don't want to get too real world on it, but he just... They have a newborn baby at home, right? Yeah. You think that has anything to do with it too? Maybe WWE kind of looking out a little. I mean, I don't, I don't think that that's Vince's like, uh, like strategy. You have a like, child. oh my god, you have a baby at home. How am I gonna let you wrestle? Like, you know? Shane McMahon has three kids that sit ringside when he jumps off a cell. <laughs> You're First right. of all, Vince's grandkids. grandkids. <laughs> Not for nothing. I hate Shane's kids. Because they sit there, they're they're on their phones, and they're not even they're barely even watching their father jump through the off the cell through the table. He may be dead, they have no idea, and they're not batting an eye. No. They're like they're playing Angry Birds. Like they don't they don't care. They're like they're like, oh I know. Just we, another Sunday night. Just another Sunday. <laughs> I know my dad's fine. Are you kidding me? Get oh Ungrateful kids. <laughs> They're just a couple marks, dude. That's hey, what it is. And when they they are, they really are. <laughs> I actually, when I when I went to that NXT uh, live show, uh, Shane McMahon was there with his. They kids. were ringside. Yeah, right? and they were yeah, and they were like going crazy. They loved they loved every minute. Yeah, because the cameras were on them. Get out. No, of they were. There's no cameras. <laughs> it was a live event. Ah, then I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know what. I'm... Those kids at least look look like shocked when you worried concerned when your father little... jumps thirty feet. Into a, uh, I don't think that, the announced I don't think it's their job to do that. But. Actually, the one time they did was Survivor Series last year when he oh, did the when post Roman to, speared, yeah, Roman well, that speared actually, him. That actually looked really bad. And, and then, then Orton came over to his kids like, "Hey, your dad's exactly." Fine. <laughs> so maybe was, Randy Orton ruined it. And so <laughs> yeah, now they're Orton, like, "Oh, my dad will be he's fine the every time. That was funny because that at least, that was like that was real. That was some real stuff. Orton going over. Oh no no, he's all right. He's all right. Don't worry. All right, Spark Notes version. I hate Shane McMahon's children. So. Put it on the board. Few yes. minutes. There you go. So a few minutes left. Let's finish it up. AJ Styles versus Jinder Mahal set for Clash of Champions. And now this past week, AJ defeated the Singh brothers in a two-on-one handicap match. First of all, the Super Styles Clash that he hit on one of them onto the other. Awesome. Incredible. Phenomenal. Oh. Phenomenal. Sure. Out of this world. And then... It looks like now the Singh brothers are out of the picture. Jinder's on his own now. 
Yeah, because gender beat them up afterwards. That's got to be step one for gender kind of just being done, right? He beat him up last week, too, I think, though. Or, like, a couple weeks ago, he beat him up. I think it was, like, a playfully kind of one, oh. but, like, this one was actually, like, this all right. Because, yeah, yeah. like, this he, he uses like, finisher yeah, on so, all right. This was, I'm done with Jinder Mahal and the Singh Brothers distancing themselves. So, without the Singh Brothers, Jinder Mahal doesn't beat Randy Orton. Jinder Mahal doesn't beat Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Jinder Mahal isn't champion for six months. He, like... Thank God. Well, yeah, so <laughs> it's the Singh Brothers' fault. If that is, but... Sit the Singh Brothers next to uh, Shaming Man's sh- kids. Next to Man's kids. <laughs> but yeah. The, Maybe put them in the tag title picture. I think they go to, back to 205 Live. It's not bad. Because they were the Bollywood boys. They, you know, they could still be the Singh Brothers, but throw throw them on 205 Live. And do what? I don't know. Do the same nonsense that all the other guys are doing on 205 Live. <laughs> not much. Perfect for the Zo Train. Which is also <laughs> an issue. Yeah, have them join the Zo Train. They'll introduce Enzo with their... Yeah, like... That, that actually would be pretty cool. The only job that the Singh brothers had, realistically, was to A, take bumps, and B, introduce gender. <laughs> so you think, like, over, like, at least, like, 90% of their job was to introduce gender. You think they would have done a good job at it. <laughs> like, that's all they had to worry about, and week after week, it got worse. It did. Hey, What? Unreal. I don't know. Did Jinder sign a deal with the devil and say, all right, I'm going to get six months of a nice title run. I'm going to be the top guy, WWE champion, and then I'm, and then I'm done. And then I'm just going to go walk and that away. Bring, and that brings me back. I meant to bring this, early, bring this up earlier. That brings me back to the, this whole Finn Bauer thing. Finn Bauer's not over. I don't want to put him in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Jinder Mahal was ready sure to as fight. hell was not over. He was ready to fight Brock Lesnar. But, A, he was ready to fight Brock Lesnar. B, he was a six-months WWE champion. When you look back 100 years from now in the history books, you're going to see WWE Championship, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, you know, The Rock, John Cena, Jinder Mahal. History. You kidding me? <laughs> Unreal. Then, now, forever. <laughs> I could have named, I could have given you 40 other names and then Jinder Mahal. And you would have said, you know, Ric Flair, who had Kurt Angle, The Undertaker. AJ Styles. Get out of here. AJ Styles. (laughs) Daniel Bryan, CM Punk. Yeah. Wow. I I can't even. Jinder Mahal. Jinder, Jinder, Jinder Mahal. That's, so now, is this it for Jinder? Does AJ beat him at Clash of Champions and he goes back down the car? Please, Yes. I think so, because I don't see this rivalry going on after Clash of Champions into maybe, Royal uh, Rumble. Maybe he goes after the U.S. title? All right. Yeah, so maybe don't shoot him all the way back down the card. Yeah, but then again, he's a heel, and so is Baron Corbin, so I don't really want to see that. Yeah, and Baron Corbin, uh, Bobby Roode seems to be coming together right, yeah. nicely. Yeah. That's right, I uh, chalked that one up for me. I did tell you guys last week I thought that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I did. Um, anyway, <laughs> so we, you know, last week we mentioned... Who was next for Baron Corbin? It was Bobby Roode. If this is the case where AJ beats Jinder and Jinder's on, who is next for AJ Styles? Give it to me. I want to hear it from both of you. <sighs> this is tough. This is a tough we question. Right, to answer. Right, you know what? Right before we sign off, who is next for AJ Styles <sighs> after Jinder Mahal? I don't even know, dude. Like, who? Well, what are the possibilities? Well, okay. So if Bobby Roode doesn't do well against Baron Corbin, maybe we see Bobby Roode versus AJ Styles, and maybe. Orton versus Styles. How about Shinsuke? 
The easy the, one is that's, Shinsuke. That is the easy one. We're waiting for that. I think, I think we're right. In my heart, we both, we're waiting for that. Shinsuke Nakamura wins the Royal right, Rumble. Right, and fights AJ. So Mania. for me, we're waiting for that one. We're waiting for that. But we're really pulling for that. Know, so I'm, I'm not going to say Nakamura I'm literally now. week to week, Monday to Tuesday. You guys are jumping. You guys are looking way <laughs> down the line. But, um, I love that about you. Yeah. You, you mentioned a couple guys. Randy Orton's a huge one. I didn't even think of that one. But how about you bring back AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens? Oh, or Sami Zayn. Yeah, you, both of those guys. Yeah, in there. that'd be cool. That's probably yeah. That's probably the logical way. Probably either those two or Randy Orton. I don't see Nakamura do. It, where has Nakamura been? By the way, he hasn't been doing anything. Yeah, I haven't seen him. So Since I don't he know. got power slammed by Braun, and I haven't seen him. exactly. I haven't seen him do a thing. Dark Horse, Rusev Day. Yo, Ooh. please. Rusev if we get Rusev versus AJ Styles, that's huge. I don't care about the rest of the card. It could be Rusev versus AJ Styles. And that doesn't have to be a pay-per-view match. That could just be a main event yeah, of SmackDown. And it. it would be a great main event. Oh, so. my God, yeah. So, we'll leave you with that. Yes. That's going to do it for this week's Phenomenal Forum. I'm Matt Weinstein here with Andrew Servideo, Alex Demiris. Each and every week. We'll see you next week. This has been the Phenomenal Forum. <laughs>